You said you had a business, you didn't have a business, you put in the paperwork, you received the money for said business that didn't exist, and now you're scared, okay? The people are coming after you and you don't know what to do. You need to get a sleeping bag, a cot, a bottle of water, to go to a small dwelling, whether that be a living room, your friend's room, uh, possibly a closet. The reasoning being is you need to live in this area for about two to three weeks so you can get used to being in a very tight and constricted area because you're going to jail. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live in the middle of Atlanta suburbs, this is Doyen and RHOA mess. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've just been. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I've missed their mess because I have really been watching. Well, see, I really I've, I've watched sporadically this season. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I think I've mentioned before that I've fallen into not watching seasons, just watching the reunions. But this season really wasn't juicy. So this is, I guess, prep for next season. <laughs> yes, but I was like, oh, they trying to make me watch again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you haven't caught up on the social media mess, apparently... Uh, Portia came out. It's like, I'm in love with this guy named Simon. Apparently, Simon divorced from his wife in January. His wife was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta show as Portia's friend. She says, her, her name is Fallon, right? Yeah, Fallon. Yeah. She says they're not friends anymore. Wonder why. Well, but <laughs> now let me let me interrupt. They may not have ever been friends. Like the way that works with that show, even when it says Portia's friend, that's just who they that's who producers picked to bring onto the show. So it's like mm -hmm. y'all are around the same age or they may have known each other, you know, by passing. So I've I've listened to an, enough producers um, of reality TV shows to kind of know how that works. So yeah, she really may not be her friend. They yeah. were well. I don't even know if you say castmates because technically she was a friend of the show. She did. She didn't have a peach, but they were definitely working together. Like they mm -hmm. they were definitely hanging out together. Portia definitely went to her house and got in her pool. <laughs> People are like, oh, there are not enough single men in Atlanta. I'm like, yes, you didn't know that. <laughs> Listen, I just... They're not enough single men in Atlanta. They're not, but I just feel like um, let Portia have a good time. It looks horrible. People are going to say what they want to say. Quite fr You know, a friend of mine put it the best way today. She was like, them Kardashians and J-Lo get a new ring every other year and don't nobody say nothing. Right. Let Portia live her best life. So... J-Lo got a new man yesterday I mean, from what I heard. I mean, with the quickness... <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just like, I don't fault Portia in anything, but just the mess yes. just like brought something new in me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is definitely a messy situation. Like, mm -hmm. I I was not going to watch next season because, again, it was just kind of boring. Um, But I'm going to watch now. <laughs> yeah. And I doubt Yeah, if, like, is it going to be spicy? It, and, you know, I wonder if Fallon is even going to come back to the show because she really was, I mean, she really wasn't on the show that much this season. You Maybe like once mm -hmm. or twice. She really wasn't there. So I wonder if she's going to come back so that, you know, this can play out. I hope she does. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was like, you can't judge Portia's hoe ass when there's Marlo stealing ass. And I'm like, I love Marlo stealing ass. <laughs> I, listen, I love Marlo stealing ass. I love Portia hoe ass. I love it all. Like, just... yeah. They're like, Kenya is like buying man ass. And I'm like, well, I don't love her. I, I don't love her. Like, I, I love her as in. sugar mama ass. Look, I love her as in we're supposed to love everybody, but I don't like her at all but um but i did say this i said i'm gonna give portia the same grace that i gave kenya because i did give kenya some grace when everybody was mm -hmm. coming for her and her marriage people people get married at first sight all the time so mm -hmm. maybe it'll work out there were some rumors. i'm gonna give her the same grace that i gave phaedra when she didn't know her 
quote unquote know her. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> so the rumors are that Portia's pregnant, and people are making these assumptions based on how she's been dressing lately. Now, I mm-hmm. try not to do that because women deserve to be able to gain and lose weight like they want to. So, mm-hmm. and and you deserve to tell us when you're pregnant when you want to. Mm-hmm. But that aside, that would make sense. Like that would make sense for why this is happening. And then I said in a different friend group to a different friend, I said, "Watch, Portia go get Portia Dates go start sliding around more than Phaedrus did. <laughs> Portia gonna run on and get married, so she could be like, oh, I was, I, I got pregnant after I got married. I was like, her dates gonna uh-huh. slide around just like Phaedrus.'" <laughs> Her dates are already sliding around like Phaedra's according to the blogs. <laughs> the blogs. <laughs> so anyhow. I'm just like, I have not had such joy in Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> since Phaedra left. And I'm like, oh, this is a shit. I got to get into it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a mess. So anyhow, what's been going on with you? What are you drinking? All that great stuff. Okay, what I'm drinking is kind of like a kitchen sink cocktail. So, it is whiskey, hibiscus, tea, and Sprite. So, you could call it a whiskey biscus. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You listen, you sound like one of my made-up drinks. (laughs) I did the same thing this weekend. I was like, eh, I got some, I had that, like, pineapple cranberry. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, super sweet. So I had that, mm. put a little rum in it, put a little club soda in it. Punch. <laughs> was it the premix stuff you showed us? No, that's what I'm drinking tonight. No, that was just this weekend. <laughs> just just regular um uh pineapple lemonade. I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> it's one of those stuff. ocean sprays that's a mixture and it's always on sale. <laughs> and it is super sweet. <laughs> Um, otherwise, what I've been up to, you know, I think we've both been up to um, mayhem, just Mayweather <laughs> doing May bullshit. Um, yeah, so nothing super exciting. I started, I fi- oh, so my therapist told me to watch a movie and not do anything else. This is a hard endeavor for me, but uh, I watched A Beautiful Mind this past weekend. Funny thing about that, it is... Wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I understood your assignment. So your assignment was to watch the movie and not do anything else as in not pick up your phone, not get to... Mm-hmm. You picked a long-ass movie to do that with. It was two hours and 15 yeah. minutes. Luckily, it was on... I want to say Fubo or something like that where I had ad breaks. Okay. Oh, it was on Peacock. Okay. And I had ad okay, breaks so I could like, pick up my phone. Okay. But um, it's funny enough, my dad owned that movie and watched it regularly, and the movie watched me, but I never watched it. Listen, I <laughs> own it on VHS. <laughs> and I just, like, the emotional up and downs I had experiencing that movie, I was like, I can totally get how people could think this is a conspiracy theory, because, you know, the person made themselves not known, and then I was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> He totally made them up. But uh, it also is just a great story to me of like overcoming like mm-hmm. your mental diagnosis mm-hmm. and working through it and not always having to be on medication. Now, I'll say I love medication. Hardcore love medication. But at the same time, sometimes you have to make the decision what's better for you yeah. as a person and work through it. Yeah. Although he was a schizophrenic and there is no treatment for schizophrenia without medication. So I don't want people to not take their medicine for that but i love that movie like yeah. love that movie i wish i know you were watching it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm so proud of you thank you i did my best to sit down and pay attention i got a little sleepy but i did it okay paid attention to a whole movie okay um i am hoping i think I want to say in July or June, um, and the Heights is coming out in the theaters. No, July is when my movie theater is going to open back up. And I'm like, I'm waxed and waxed and ready to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) There was something I was going to venture to the movie theaters to see. I don't even remember what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, Like, at the very least, that forces me to sit down and watch a movie. Yeah. Because I can't be flashing my phone. 
because people get mad. <laughs> Anything else going on with you? That's it. Um, Take it away. Well, I have. I'll start off with my drink. So tonight I'm drinking a big machine vodka. Now it's um, if you aren't familiar, it is literally an adult Capri Sun, complete with the <laughs> straw that you have to stick to the pouch. That took me a good minute to, <laughs> to get it in. There. <laughs> um, I had the cranberry. It was pretty good, and I had the lemonade. It was okay. I really didn't like the lemonade. This is tropical punch, so let me try it. Delightful. Although it is a little sweet, yeah. but delightful. And I love Capri Suns, and the concept of an adult Capri Sun just warms my heart. So, <laughs> right before the pandemic, I was having an anime night with my friends, and we would put. I think we had like a syringe of some sort and we put alcohol in mm. our caprices. I was like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> that sounds like something I need to do. Um, <laughs> as far as, you know, what I've been doing, just much or nothing. Um, I will tell you what brought me joy this past weekend was Mother's Day and mm-hmm. um, went and spent Mother's Day with my granny and my mama. And I got to give them both a hug. We have all Yay. been vaccinated. Um, my mama just met her like two week oculation period. So we are all fully protected. I did not kiss anybody, although I kind of wanted to. But I was like, I'm just I'm just too nervous about that. But like y'all know, like I have been diligent, rigid even with mm-hmm. all these things and so it felt nice to be able to let up a little bit because we are all vaccinated i am still practicing caution i still wear my mask in stores and things um but yeah so i got to hug my mommy and my granny so that brought me joy yay i'm so happy for yeah. you <laughs> that's all um and then the last thing i should say that brought me joy my niece, last this weekend, she turned 18 okay. and then had prom the next day. Oh, wow. So for prom, she had a weave for the first time in her life. And I paid for a makeup artist. And when I say, like, she slayed for the gods, oh. I'm just like, I was like, did you kill him and then bring him back to life and then kill him <laughs> again? Because I knew she slayed. I knew she Did, did. you take pictures? Yes, I will send you the picture. Yes. She looks gorgeous. I was so happy. Oh, did you cry? Yeah, so, no, oh. I just I feel full of warm <laughs> feelings, but I didn't cry. Okay, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's my uh, my little one. <laughs> so we are going to move along to our current events. As a side. As a kid, I loved doing current events. Like, I would pull this article. I was so proud to talk about it. And so it's funny to me as an adult that I'm bringing back current events. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Here we okay. are. So this lost lady, this woman, allegedly killed her husband while he was on a video call and then tried to make it look like an accident. <laughs> Anybody that has watched half of an episode of Snapped. I know that's real. You got it all fucked up. (laughs) Law and order, SVU or regular law and order. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Every single bit. So she called 911 and said she had gone on a walk with her dog and came back to discover her husband face down on the floor and that he was finding it hard to bleed. She said it looked like he had been shot per the arrest report. She told authorities that her husband may have been cleaning his gun and accidentally shot himself. Of course, the angles did not match up because guess what the fuck they can do? Hmm. Figure out that shit. That's (laughs) why they are detectives, (laughs) ma'am. So, um, there was no large pooling of blood as expected. Have he been found face down? The angle didn't work. And it was like, good sis. And then she had a GoFundMe for his murder. And it's like, it's this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think he was a big gamer. 
And mm-hmm. so the gamer community kind of started a GoFundMe for him. Why? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to take care of the funeral since I guess she's mm-hmm. locked up or whatever. But yeah, girl, you oh, then then he was on a call. Like he was Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Was like... <laughs> and the person was like, uh, I heard all that. <laughs> right. <sighs> it's just Yeah. I just at least double check that he's not like on a call. <laughs> I don't I mean know. at the very least. <laughs> at the very least. Let's see. Get in here and stop making noise. <laughs> she acting like I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yes, do not kill your husband on a phone video call. or at all i mean <laughs> yeah don't kill your husband that part but if you do smart <laughs> that's right so this this video shows this 12 year old arguing with adult over confederate flag on his porch um from the picture it looks like it was a white kid which makes uh-huh. me happy um but basically the kid was asking him why he had it and a man was saying his flag is american and the kid was like, it's a GD racist flag. And so for some reason, the guy thought that he should put it on TikTok and people would be down for it. And, you know, people came to drag his ass. <laughs> like, why did you upload this, sir? It doesn't make you look good. Right. And in the video, it's kind of hard to hear because it's, it's, it's from his, I guess, ring camera or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to hear. And then there's a train in the background. But after the little boy stops and it's like, what? It, why do you have that flag up? And when he says whatever he says, you can't really hear it. The little boy, you, you could tell he goes, okay. And, you know, he's about to drive, well, drive off. He was on a bike. He was about to roll off. And the man mm-hmm. stops him and he like curses at the boy. And the boy was like, well, fuck you. That's a goddamn racist flag. I was like, right. this is a 12-year-old. And then he yes. called the boy. He called the little boy like a bad word. And the little boy, well, I'm just going to say it. He was like, well, before you stop here and ask questions about this flag, like a fucking That's what he told the little boy. And the little boy mm-hmm. said, the little boy was like, uh, you're the fucking that's a racist flag and you need to take it down <laughs> like the little boy was like i just i was just like yeah the kids are gonna be okay <laughs> yes i was like yes yes sir yes sir yes go yes i was so proud of him okay oh Next i do want to say one. this i do want to say this the guy told the little boy to go on youtube and do some research about what the flag really means because it's about heritage the little boy, no lie, is like, YouTube, that figures. <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay, that's what you call research. Okay, it all makes sense yes. now. <laughs> yes, <sighs> all of that. It's just, it's so weird to me because, like, those types of people, they just run off of, like, five talking points and they don't do any research. My new hobby is um, reporting white people lying about the vaccine <laughs> talk about go to your doctor and get this medicine and reverse the vaccine and you should take zinc and i'm like first of all stop this woman was like hey y'all i have chills it's my second vaccine and i was like okay just go take tylenol and you'll feel a lot better and they're like no go they're talking about oh i feel great i take hydrochloroquine and i'm okay, like okay you're gonna die we <laughs> We had to we had debunk this thing, but y'all still keep taking it because y'all are dumb and y'all want to listen to the people y'all want to listen to. And the first thing they say, the first thing they all say is, "Do the research." No, sir, you do the research because clearly you do like the valid research, like the CDC, like the right, like like and not research. Like, do you know what research is? Because listening to some hotel on YouTube is not research. It's not. You can find anything to support your view on YouTube. I know, that's right. <laughs> anything. Anyways, next up, a woman called animal control on a Christmas. And the funny thing about this is I remember as a kid, my mom and I were at home alone. I don't know where anybody else was, but we were in our little sunroom area. And you see my house, so you kind of know where that is. And we saw this huge spider. And so we had like a whole standoff for 15 minutes, sprayed it to hell. 
It was a spider ring. Like a Halloween spider ring. <laughs> which is why. <laughs> we cannot have that anymore in our home. So I felt this lady very deeply in my heart. Yeah. But basically, she called animal control because she saw um, a menacing creature that had been lurking in a tree outside of her home for two to three days. She thought it was a iguana, but wasn't sure. Um, so she called them up. Turns out it was a croissant. <laughs> That's how I said it too. <laughs> I'm like, well, not in front of my croissant. Somebody, yeah, somebody tossed it out their window to feed birds, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> but in her defense, that picture, that's the big ass croissant. It was just sounds delightful. I mean, I it's like big as fuck. Like, if I saw that from a distance, I I would probably be like, uh, some animals in my tree too. Yeah, piles of clothes be like, who's coming to kill me <laughs> in the middle of the night? So I absolutely do not fall her. Uh oh. Okay. Now, this may be a little old, but I still want to talk about it because I'm really just here to rant about how people keep coming for little Nas X when we did not send for him. So, trolls are claiming that he abandoned his mom amid her struggles with addiction. So, apparently, there was some footage of his mom on the streets in Atlanta begging for food and money. And people were like, well, she's withholding all the money he's made and won't give it to his mom. And his dad actually came to his defense, yes. which is really good. And um, especially because I've been watching the Fosters and the twin kids, their mom was like a drug addict and they used to give her money. And you see how far money goes with drug addicts. So I understand why he would be hesitant, but he still shows love for his mom. And really, I'm just like, a lot of people want to come for Lil Nas X. For so many reasons. And I'm like, why? I mean, you could just mind your business. That And that definitely was just people just wanting to troll. Because if you've ever dealt with anyone with any type of addiction, that, no. He is dealing with that the best way that he can. And also, mm -hmm. you know, when people suffer from addiction, they have to want to get help. They have mm -hmm. to want to get clean. And it doesn't matter how mm -hmm. much money he throws at the situation. So, yeah, that was just people just wanting to troll and just be, be nasty. Mm -hmm. He did say, I hate speaking on my personal life, but y'all inwards don't know how many nights I've cried myself to sleep feeling guilty because nothing I tried would help my mom. Paint me as a bad guy all you want, but at the end of the day, you don't know me outside of this internet shit. And I felt that mm -hmm. in my heart. And also, so. I'll tell you something else about family members with addiction you do have to get to a point where you have to love from a distance and so mm -hmm. like and I don't think that's a difficult concept to understand you don't even have to have dealt with that firsthand. I think you see it off tv and get it so I I just don't understand why people felt the need to come at him other than just trolling and being ugly and like you said I do really love that his dad like stepped up and said get off my fucking child <laughs> yeah and i would say family members in general they just hurt you you have to learn oh yes to... oh yeah <laughs> i listen they might not even be addicted they might be in their right mind and still hurt you and you have to learn how to love i them. am the queen of love from a distance <laughs> <laughs> as long as you love me close sometimes <laughs> so this other person this is like I, I stand. This Italian hospital employee <laughs> was accused of skipping work for 15 years. He uh, stopped returning to work at the hospital in 2005, um, but is now being investigated for fraud, extortion, and abuse of office because he just legit has not been at work. And people kept signing his, <laughs> his time sheets. And <laughs> you know? I don't. I am angry that they are trying to press charges against him and make him pay it back. That's not his fault if them people didn't realize he wasn't at work. I mean, right. that's that's your fault. You think I'm going to bring <laughs> back a check that you sent to me? Right. A no, lot. Is, yeah. 
Yeah, that was lack of oversight on you. That was, I mean, and lack of oversight for 15 years. Like, if anything, give this man a crown because he is the (laughs) king. He deserves. (laughs) This is why the new American dream is going to Europe because (laughs) (laughs) the fuck? Why am I here? (laughs) And they were like, and, and the thing is, they figured out, like, they're trying to charge him for fraud. But it's not like he was trying to make people think he was coming to work. They figured out what happened was before he left, he got into it with a supervisor. And then that supervisor ended up leaving and never did do the paperwork that showed he quit. And so... (laughs) It's like old boy from office space where they're like, 10 years later, they're like, oh shit, we meant to like fire him. (laughs) And so they kept moving him around in the office. Anyways, that was a great movie. I love it. <laughs> but anyways, I have like the sling line stapler. My first boss bought it for me that he like was very like adamant about keeping because they wanted me to move to a different desk. And I was like, well, can I keep my stapler? <laughs> and so she bought me a stapler when she hired me. Aww. So I'm just saying, I love that movie. But yes, I was just like, it sounds like y'all fault. Like you can't yeah. make him. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, don't cash my check." You know, I would okay. Cash that shit. I'm gonna cash it for you. <laughs> catch it. And another person that I do not blame at all, Florida man tries to smuggle drugs into jail <laughs> with his prosthetic leg. <laughs> As we know, um, the economy of jail often is, you know, some give and take. So he tried to bring in his Xanax and some fentanyl and his special leg. And now he faces two additional charges for drugs. <laughs> and they're like, going to say... I don't say, know. Did he think they weren't going to frisk him? <laughs> you know, I wonder, did he think that they weren't going to make him take that leg off to check? Because like (laughs) but they asked him specifically are you hiding anything in your leg and he said no (laughs) you can at least say you didn't and then if they like shake it out (laughs) they know oh I forgot that was in there (laughs) believe me or no (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't blame him Alrighty, so we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back. All right. And we are back and we're going to mosey right on along to our someone something. Someone, something. So this week, we are talking about Troya Butcher. All right, Miss Butcher. So frontline workers have been working tirelessly for over a year to help those in need as the world dealt with COVID-19 pandemic. Life coach Troya Butcher saw them working hard firsthand when her mother was admitted to the hospital in November 2020 for a non-COVID-related health issue. The hospital staff, not just the nurses, but food services and orderlies, took amazing care of her, even as the COVID cases in our town rose, Butcher told Shape Magazine. I later learned that our hospital had a surge of new COVID cases at that time, and the hospital staff was working diligently to care for all of their patients. Butcher was inspired to launch the Appreciation Initiative, where she created a healing kit for frontline workers. The kit includes a pillow, a journal, and a tumbler. Items that Butcher said items that Butcher said will help workers to pause in the overwhelming daily rush of their jobs. They are working tirelessly to care for our loved ones who have COVID and those who do not, she said in a press release. They have the added stress of trying to protect their patients, themselves, their co-workers, and then keeping their families safe. So they are really working nonstop. Through the Appreciation Initiative, you can submit a donation and send a healing kit 
to a beloved frontline worker by specifying which hospital or facility they are working. The retail price of the healing kit is $60. Butcher hopes to give at least 100,000 frontline workers with a healing kit by September 2021. So that article will be in the notes so that you can see how to, um, you know, donate, buy a kit, send a kit if you'd like to. But I just thought that was a really nice thing. And like, we need nice right now. Yeah, I definitely like even pre-COVID. I know when I was younger, my mom used to work a second job as a um, hospice nurse mm-hmm. and the reason why she quit was because it was such, it was so hard for her because it's like, as someone who works in a medical field, you don't want to see your people die. Right. And hospice people that's, die. That's, that's the only and reason so, they're there, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, in this time, there's a lot of people, you know, like, and there's a lot of people that die in isolation, you know, people who mm-hmm. their families can't see them and, like, the nurses have to hold their hands while they die mm-hmm. by themselves mm-hmm. and so even so like my mom's a nurse now and she doesn't work in covid but it's still like it's stressful going yeah. into a space where you don't know if that's going to be the reason why you get sick you know and so overall being in the health field right now is very intense and high stress so i'm totally down for giving them love and them make they give so deeply to try to keep us healthy so yes i'm all for it (laughs) all right well then we're just gonna go on to this week's poor life decision poor life decision i was like doing my full singing in this like parking garage and then I saw a guy, and I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was singing Marette Brown Clark. <laughs> I was doing it. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> People see me. <laughs> you see me? I see you. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so, okay, let's brace ourselves. Tonight's poor, <laughs> tonight's poor life decision is all focused around time blindness. All right, let's dive into it. Time. What's time? It's a social construct. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Time blindness is a term coined by doctors who treat people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Dr. Ari Tuckman, a Pennsylvania-based psychologist who specializes in ADHD, said adults typically develop an innate awareness of time and an ability to track its passing. Some people have what he calls a harder or sharper time awareness. They know when they've been out to lunch for too long. They know when something, you know, has been in the oven for too long. Others have a much softer one, and they can miss appointments and trains or play games for hours, not even realizing that they haven't eaten dinner yet. At the severe end of the spectrum, towards the soft end is time blindness which can profoundly impact someone's life if they can't ever keep deadlines or make social events people with adhd are often more time blind than others i was just gonna say when it comes to social events especially when i'm doing my makeup my time blindness is awful (laughs) because i'm like oh yeah i could do a whole face in 20 minutes that's not real Mm-hmm. It's not real. So I'm going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of our like individual time awareness, Tuckman says context plays a role. So sleep deprivation, anxiety, depression, being drunk, anything that might impact how we process the world can make us feel even more time blind. It's like driving through a haze where there are just not as many distinct landmarks, he says. Grief is one of the biggest causes of time blindness, according to Tuckman. Holding on on to time is a skill of your mind, like doing math, and sadness sucks up its computing strength. And you know what? I felt that. 
I felt that. That's why mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when you're doing things you want to do or you're enjoying, time seems to fly. And like when you're in a funk or you're sad or anything like that, you know, it tends to drag on. So I get all of that. Um, <clears throat> well, going back to like the whole storm and moving and stuff like that. I feel like somehow I looked up and I was missing like two months. <laughs> I had just yeah. mentally checked out for two months. Yeah. And so yeah. that's another way that I think grief or like just being unsettled affects mm-hmm. your way of processing time. Like I was going through every day, I was doing my job, but at the same time, I wasn't fully experiencing my life. Mm-hmm. You look up and a whole month is gone. Yep. Mm hmm. Time blindness can be frustrating, but you can improve your relationship with time. So let's take a look at the wonderful world of time blindness. Have you ever gone to like spend five minutes on a task and you finish working on it and realize you've been doing it for like an hour? Um, Have you ever been delayed in replying to an email, not realizing it's been like two weeks? Uh, Have you ever gone out for a few minutes and then come back? hours later than you expected these are all instances of common occurrences for someone who is time blind now i'm not too bad with emails because most of my emails are work related and i make myself respond to them right then but i'm horrible about that with text especially like Mm -hmm. if i'm doing something and i look at a text i'm like okay i'll answer back in a minute and a couple hours have gone by or I'll look at it and answer it in my head and think that I've responded. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think for me, time blindness and work means that, like, I will be like, okay, I see something on PowerPoint. And I'm like, okay, let me work on this. Mm-hmm. And then two and a half hours later, I'm like, mm-hmm. this wasn't worth the two and a half hours of effort. <sighs> Especially when they're like, oh, we don't want to do that site anyways. And I'm like, <gasps> so sometimes I'll be like, okay. Before you're neurotic about this, is it worth yeah. the hours and neurosis you're feeling <laughs> you're willing to put in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but usually the answer is yes, and I waste a lot of time. <laughs> so though the name and the symptoms clearly indicate how serious time blindness is, it is a very difficult concept to convey to someone who is neurotypical. And Neurotypical just means someone who does not have ADHD or someone who doesn't have any type of um, neuro issues. So no type of disability or anything like that. If you've ever tried to explain time blindness to someone who doesn't have it, you already know how skeptical they can be. They'll listen to you, but then they eye you suspiciously. And you can tell they're trying to decide like if you're serious or if you just shouldn't. And Many even think it's because of irresponsibility on our part. And, you know, to some extent, some of it may be, but it's still a real and serious condition. So quickly, we're just going to look at some of the negative consequences of time blindness, which I'm sure we can already guess. Time blindness can cause some big trouble in our lives, being late for meetings, not showing up for school on time, keeping friends waiting for your lunch dates, All of those things can happen when you are living with time blindness. And people often feel very annoyed. And a lot of times they're too annoyed to try to understand. You know, people make rude comments about um, an ADHD person's tardiness or frequently insult them by saying things like, I don't trust you to be on time or we already know you're going to be late. And other insensitive remarks that they, you know, really don't take into account the fact that the person is probably more frustrated than you because they're probably super frustrated with the fact that they are like always late. And I know I definitely run into that sometime because it's like, I try really hard to be on time and then I'm not, that will frustrate me. So, and then the author, you know, she explains that she needs a level of empathy that does not involve 
trying to improve her. And she says, <laughs> she says, I have a mother already and she raised me well. I'm not taking any new applications. So like if, <laughs> you know, if you take, I don't know, I don't explain, I don't try to explain this phenomenon to people because I know that they probably don't care and they just want me to be on time. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was just her experience just saying, hey, if I try to explain this to you, I need you to know, I don't need you to try to scold me about being late. <laughs> Yeah, I will say that my thing about neurotypical, it, it is, yes, it's ADHD, it is being on a spectrum, but also it could be being gifted. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> I so said, like, any type of neuro issues that are there. Yeah, Oh, I don't think that's an issue. <laughs> well, if it's an uh, issue yeah. just means an anomaly, and I didn't want to say that word, so yeah. anything that's atypical. Um, okay, that's better. I makes me feel better. <laughs> Anything atypical. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we know the negative parts. Are there any benefits to being time blind? And I do think that, you know, there is some huh, goodness in trying to find the goodness in it. So as much mm-hmm. havoc as time blindness can bring, there can be some benefits to be able to sink into a good book and forget the world for a bit of time, to get mm-hmm. swept away by a project that you feel a lot of passion for, like those are some of the good things in life. Mm-hmm. Hyper focus is one of those time blindness related things that make me feel good, <laughs> even though it can cause me to get in trouble sometimes in the long term. The ability to focus on something when I want to isn't always possible. (laughs) (laughs) Hyper-focus isn't something you want to rely on routinely to get tasks done because, like I said, it's fickle and it doesn't always work. However, when you Mm -hmm. are able to hyper-focus to align your best interest, it can be magical. (laughs) I will say that another thing that they talk about a lot in the business world is like, the state of flow Mm -hmm. and that is like that hyper focus Mm -hmm. where like this is where your like interests lie and you're really really productive and good and so like in some ways with some bosses that is that place where they want you to be (laughs) so that is a really great benefit is just being hyper focused and things yeah um and I think I skipped over this part in the article because the article's a little lengthy and we're going to attach it and you guys can read so you can read it for yourself. But they talk about like how bosses and supervisors, employers are not trained to look for these sort of things for, you know, time blindness. And while that's true, um, yeah, I don't expect them to ever like <laughs> look yeah. at that. In my... <laughs> In my interview for my job, my boss was like, what gets you in your state of flow? And I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this question. So I just rambled and apparently I got the job. So it should be good. Well, you know, when I interview, because, you know, they always ask you like for a weakness or a growth area. And mm-hmm. I always say my tendency to hyper focus sometimes is my weakness. And that's the trick because you're supposed to say something that's like, really a positive but you make it sound like a negative <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i had prepared that question and she didn't even give me that she's like what gets you in your flow and i'm like <laughs> but i mean being creative and yeah. being strategic does get me my flow yeah. and that's what i do yeah. for my work so it works, so that works. <laughs> i have the job <laughs> so when we're talking about time blindness there are two times in that world now and not now mm. <laughs> that reminds me of um the ants in the once once and future king when merlin turned himself into an ant and the ants the way they talk everything is done and not done and when i read that that's what it made me think of. sorry i nerded out i used to tell people a lot of times i'd be like this is a thing except for when it's not and people are like <laughs> And I'm like, but it's real, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm this way, except for when I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and so in the world of timelines, there are only two times now and not now. And that means that, you know, in a doctor's appointment that you have next week, your cousin's wedding that's in a month, projects that you have to complete a few months from now, 
they are not on your radar because they are not now. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to like plan for those things and work on them little by little, which is why it often looks like we procrastinate and wait to do things at the last minute because it's not now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certain parts of life <laughs> require to be able to work with a plan and time blindness, once it's managed, can become much less of a factor in trying to live well. So now let's uh, look at some ways that we can combat time blindness. <laughs> the first one upsets my soul. Oh, the first one did not upset me. Okay, so the first... I'm really bad at it. So the first thing you can do to um, combat time blindness is use an analog watch. <laughs> Listen, this helps me. Digital... Okay, anyway, let me, let me read what the article said. We're in a digital age, but sometimes it's good to be old-fashioned. For people with ADHD, it can be difficult to visualize time, but analog watches help bring that back into focus. Being able to see the time can help you track time outside of the present moment. Um, so yeah, I I have to have an analog watch, um, a digital watch. I just can't gauge like even though even though I'm looking at it, and sure it says seven forty five. Sure, that means I have 15 minutes to leave my house and get to work. I It just, it doesn't register the same. Like, I need that picture. I need to see that, that chunk of the pie. <laughs> the amount of time it takes me to figure out what the time is on an analog watch, I just, it's not worth it to me. <laughs> but you know, if it, and, and, and that's the thing. It works for me, but if it's going to be yeah. like, makes you waste more time then don't do it <laughs> figure out what the time is yes <laughs> i'm like i think i'm a pretty smart kid but then when i sit there for the clock i'm like okay 12 <laughs> listen five, there five, are five, there are plenty of back. things that you know i i have no problem admitting and i took um all ap courses in high school i took ap calculus and i'm here to tell you i cannot add subtract multiply or divide so there it is. <laughs> I still count on my fingers and I'm a carry to one until my dying day. Okay. <laughs> so our next tip is when trying to stay on task, use a nudge alarm. Now we've talked about this on the show before. I mentioned that I use forest um, or you can, you know, just set an alarm on your phone um, and just set an amount of time and just say, okay, I'm going to stay focused. I would start off small. So if it's something you're working on, set your timer for 10 minutes. If that's too much, try five. And you're not going to do anything else but this thing that you're working on until that timer goes off. Then when it goes off, you know, reward yourself. Play around a Candy Crush or something. But, you know. And that, actually, I was thinking about texting all the day. I was just thinking about how I really do need more structure in my life. Like, I need to get on a college-level schedule for my life. and be like you know for this hour i'm working on this because sometimes i think once we get out of school we think that you know it's all loosey-goosey but sometimes you need to get shit done and you need to set those schedules and i do not function well without structure so yeah um the next tip and this is so important (laughs) for me they talk it to me stop hyper focus before it starts Hyperfocus happens to us so naturally that we just can't help ourselves. Once we get into a task that we really love and, you know, we're excited about it, we're going to get hyperfocused on it. It's not a shock at all that we find we can't tear ourselves away. So do your best to stay away from those kinds of tasks before you have something to do that's important. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's... <laughs> They're talking to me right there. <laughs> Do you have a hyper focus like issue? It comes and goes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. And another one. This is kind of what we were talking about already. Another tip. Do the same task at the same time each day. 
Scheduling is super important for me. Having a planner is super important to me. Like I don't function well without it. And Doya knows this. When I buy a planner, I have to have the one that has the day broken down because I have to say, and it and it's it's not like if something happens and I can't stick to that, cool. But I have to say, like first thing, eight o'clock in the morning, the first thing I do at work is do my schedule for the day, check my emails. Like that's in that slot. And then I'll have something else for the next slot, you know, and it just, the way I give myself some flexibility because my planner has, yes, the times for the day, but then it also has a section that's a to-do list. So Mm -hmm. say at 10 o'clock, I just may have to do there. So it means go to your list and check something off, you know, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I have to have a schedule. I just, I'm just, I'm just bad without a schedule. Yeah. I kind of vacillate between wanting a schedule because that freaks me out to um, I think when I'm more busy, I do need to schedule out time to do certain things to make sure it gets done within the week. Yeah. But it's not always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the very last tip is something that uh, <laughs> Doyen kind of mentioned early on. When estimating the time it will take to perform a task, estimate off the worst case scenario. So like, if I feel like I can do this face decently in 20 minutes, okay, but did you account (laughs) for the fact that, I don't know, your eyelash, your eyes got stuck together when you're doing your eyelashes or you made a mistake Mm -hmm. and got some eyeliner on your cheek or things like that. You just have to take those things into consideration and the example that they give which i think is a good one because this applies to me too it may only take 20 minutes to drive to work so you budget for 20 minutes but then there's all this other stuff that may happen along the way and so now you're late so a better way to plan is to to expect some extra time will be needed look at your driving to work scenario if you add 20 minutes to buffer in two that daily commute now you leave yourself enough time for mishaps now i'm not gonna lie to y'all like i do that but i'm just saying that's the suggestion is that we should do that yeah (laughs) yeah so going back to makeup um makeup doesn't start with putting makeup on my face it's skincare as well right so i had to budget time in to wash my face Mm -hmm. put all the things that i want on it um when it goes to getting somewhere on time I have to give myself at least 10 minutes of get lost time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even if I know where I'm going. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, I could miss, I could not be paying attention. Yes. I could be listening to something and I might miss my turn. And so I need at least 10 minutes of get lost time. <laughs> um, Speaking of makeup, I just want to say this. So I did something today that I have not done in years. I applied my foundation this morning with my fingertips. And let me tell you something. I am pleased with myself. I haven't done it in (laughs) years. And I just got so like, why did I let these, why did I let, why did I let big, big companies, I was about to say big pharma and that's not who did it. But why did I let big makeup, (laughs) big makeup, why did I let big makeup convince me that I had to have all these different brushes and sponges to apply my makeup. Now, of course, I'm not going to get rid of those things. I'm going to still keep them. I'm going to still use them. But, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. It looks like skin. It didn't look like makeup sitting on top of my face. I blended better. I used less product. I just, and I used to do that. I used to apply with my fingertips. Um, I have friends that have worked at almost every makeup counter. And, um... A lot of the, I think, I want to say it was Estee Lauder, but it may have been Fashion Fair. One of them uses fingers. And Mm -hmm. I learned how to put my makeup on with my fingers. It'd probably be, yeah, it'd probably be good for my under eye It Listen, yes, because I have to, yes, it did just, now I did it with the, so today I wore the Hydrating Fenty. I would not Mm -hmm. suggest fingertips for the Matte Fenty. Uh, another one of my favorite foundations is uh, my NYX uh, 
won't stop can't stop or don't stop can't stop rockefeller whatever whatever it is the can't stop won't stop mm-hmm. that too yeah, that i would not use fingers for that just because of the way they dry kind of quickly and i don't mm-hmm. think I, in theory i feel like it'd be kind of streaky but this yeah. was just amazing and that is my <laughs> that is my spiel <laughs> I've been wearing the Fenty skin tint. It's a little bit darker. Yes. But I like it because it is buildable. And that is what made me use my fingers this morning. I was looking at YouTube reviews last night of the skin tint, trying to decide if I wanted to try it. And one Mm -hmm. of the girls who was doing it was using her fingers. And I thought, I used to use my fingers. So, yeah, (laughs) I think I'm going to give it a try. Um, so to wrap everything up, the author just tells us, you know, ADHD presents many challenges to us over the course of a lifetime, but few of them can be as frustrating as our relationship with time. This is a skill mm-hmm. that you can sharpen over time, I promise. <laughs> so, Doyen, do you have anything you want to add to wrap that up? I'm going to share this with Jay because his boss was literally like, he had a meeting. He was in in the school and he was still five minutes late because he decided to go to the bathroom. And he was like, you just can't be on time. And I'm like, because he gets distracted easily. Yeah. So I will definitely share this with him. Yeah. And like, you have to figure out ways to work around that because, you know, depending It'd on... Be like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it also like... I do think that in the work world, I think there are some instances where, why does it matter? Like, why does it really mm-hmm. matter? But I have yeah. worked in situations where it very much so mattered what time someone got there. So, yeah, like, I think that, you know, it's just, you know, it depends. But, yeah, share this with your loved ones. As always, these articles, uh, today's Poor Life Decision was covered by two different articles. So both articles will be in the show notes. Get them, read them. And let's work on this, y'all, because people don't like it when we're late. (laughs) Yeah. The big thing about it is if you are, you realize you think differently from different people, the thing that gets you further is having, knowing that you're different and they're working through and creating systems for yourself to make you you know, work through Perfectly it, so. put. <laughs> Perfectly put. We we love your differentness and we don't um deny or tell you, you know, you know, be different because we want you to be regular, but at the same time there are certain circumstances where you need to work through your differentness to make sure that you're like acceptable socially or professionally acceptable. Professional, so. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Put. All right then. So, well, Doyen, I'm ready for, you know, our favorite part of the pods. The buy you a dream. <laughs> Mine is goofy as hell. You want me to start? Uh sure. Okay. I'm buying a drink for cheese, even though I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Yay, cheese. <laughs> Because I love a good charcuterie. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been watching The Nevers on HBO? No. What's it about? It's it's magical stuff, so I don't know if you'll like it. But you like Harry Potter. Um, um... Harry Potter. (laughs) Yo, what's it, Harry? I can't even say it right. (laughs) Anyway. You should work on your British accent. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is horrible. So, um, but yeah, but the, one of the guys on the Nevers was playing chess and they had cheese as the chess pieces and they had like toothpicks down in them. So it's not like, you know, they were touching the cheese, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So when there was like a check, he would pick it up and eat the block of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I love cheese. (laughs) What a waste of cheese. (laughs) I love cheese. (laughs) so i'm gonna buy two drinks my first drink is for my baby sister she had a birthday this weekend happy birthday baby sister so she's like fully grown now and i'm gonna buy a drink 
for good old Pfizer because Pfizer is that good girl. Good sis Pfizer. Good sis Pfizer. <laughs> that bitch. I am so thankful. <laughs> um, one of my biggest worries during this, and y'all, y'all know I am a worrier. Like, mm-hmm. I will find something to worry about. Don't you worry. <laughs> And one of my biggest worries was that something was going to happen to my granny before all of this was over and she was going to leave this world without me having hugged her again. So like, I am just super ecstatic that Pfizer came through. I'm really glad that I didn't have to like convince my mom to get vaccinated because I thought that that was going to be an issue, but it wasn't. I really thought it was going to be an issue Mm -hmm. with convincing granny to do it, but it wasn't. So yeah, we got to have a good time around each other no mask because it was just well it was the four of us my uncle was there too everybody was fully mm-hmm. vaccinated i had one cousin to stop by but she wore a mask because she has not been and we just had a good time i find a drink for everybody that's waxed and waxed <laughs> or if you're not waxed at least waxed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so like more of my family my brother gets married in november and they're in the West Coast, so it's taking a little bit longer for them to get vaccinated. But I think we'll be mostly vaccinated yeah. by the time we go to his wedding, which makes me really happy. It's just, of course, herd immunity is not coming as fast as we want to. But just having the, like, relief that, like, I can be around my people yeah. and be okay makes me really happy yeah and i and i'm also really happy that my granny specifically is still being cautious because i thought that she wouldn't because we Mm -hmm. do still need to practice caution um dr Mm -hmm. fauci has given us instructions and i listens to him Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. like i thought granny was really gonna push for us to have our family reunion this summer because we didn't last summer and she was like no i just think it's too soon for that many people to be in a closed mm-hmm. space and I'm like yes also I'm still very particular about being around just people in gen- like if, if I'm just not a I am still practicing caution so but it mm-hmm. like you said it feels good to relax some so mm-hmm. I mean if you got Moderna that's fine that's whatever but Pfizer is the one that set me free so I'm buying my drink from <laughs> Pfizer <laughs> oh I did buy um, some Pfizer stock and it didn't give me what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) But Lisa gave me a vaccination. I know that's right. So, (laughs) do you tell people how they can talk to us? Okay. You can talk to us very carefully because we are artists Mm. and we're very sensitive about our Mm. shit. But (laughs) we are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. That's also the name of our Etsy page. Mm -hmm. We are also on PLD Pod. I think TV is about to get more lit. Um, Chris is talking about something on TV and I saw a lot of notifications about it. Oh, and I forgot what it was. was. (laughs) <laughs> so that I can do it again. Yeah. Now do it again. I forgot bah, what bah, I was bah. watching. Anyways, you can always email us at hello at poorlikedecision.com. Again, let us know, especially we're a podcast for the people. That's so right. Let us know what you want to talk about. And we're definitely happy to research it and um, just discuss it because these are, we want to change the lives of other people beyond ourselves. That's right. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, you can send us owls. Do not send us pigeons. And that's it. <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> that is it. Um, pigeons specifically are not real. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like Doyen said, be sure you check out that Etsy shop. Cute stuff. Um. You know, it's not too late to get your favorite auntie a Mother's Day gift. I buy my aunt mm-hmm. a Mother's Day gift every year. Um, and, and, you know, your mama might your mama might contain alcohol. So if you want to get her a gift, get her a gift, too. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and be sure that you go on to iTunes, um, Apple Podcast, and leave us a wonderful review rate us five stars the other ones just don't work and 
Do not. Take a screenshot, drop it in our DMs so that we can send you a cute may contain alcohol sticker. My mom was like, I really want one of these stickers. And I was like, no. <laughs> but I might get her one. She really wants my mug, but I hide it from her because I'm afraid that if she looks at it for too long, she's going to turn and see like the address on the back and she's going to figure out how to find us Ooh. and she's going to listen to the pod. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> she just... We grow. She just... Your mom can see it. Mine can't. <laughs> Your mom can see it. And, and in all honesty, my mom really is a cool mom. Like, my, my parents were teenagers when they had me, so they're really young and my mom thinks of herself as one of my little friends and I had to remind her that she's not. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, just be sure you check those things out. Um, want to remind everybody that sunscreen is your friend. Um, yes. I uh, I had something that I was gonna share with y'all that I tried. I don't remember what it is, so I'll think about it next time. Drink your plenty so of Robbie water. Robbie told us to drink some water. <laughs> Listen, so Robbie be doing too much. <laughs> So Robert don't want us to have no alcohol, no sugar, no starch, Joy. no nothing. <laughs> Sex. It's just, just like... nothing. <laughs> On the flip side, Sorobi has like beautiful skin. <laughs> beautiful. So maybe we should consider that. But yeah, sunscreen is your friend. Drink your water. Um check in on your person. I don't know if we've reminded people to do that in a while, but check in with your person. Yeah, and take time for happiness. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, that has been our show for this week. We look forward to talking to y'all next week. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. 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 Get that bitch a quarter yeah. in the cart, telepocket. Yeah. I don't yeah. fuck with pigs yeah. like Asalaamu Alaikum. Yeah. I put them yeah. in the field, yeah. I let Asamaya bake on. Yeah. Now if you see a itty bitty yeah. piggy in the market, yeah. get that bitch a quarter yeah. in the cart, telepocket. Yeah. I don't fuck with pigs yeah. like Asalaamu Alaikum. Yeah. I put them in the field and I